Hello, Milne. Uh, I accidentally <laughs> did not fade that down too well, so that was a good start of the intro. Anyway, she's Emily Milne. And he's Liam Warden. And if you listened to our first show last week, thank you. It means a lot. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. And if you have any ideas, don't hesitate to share. Indeed. Uh, today, our main focus is going to be about whether there is a climate crisis or not. Um, or if all of this is just being blown out of proportion. So very uh, current, relevant topic. Indeed. So where should we start with... Uh, well, first of all, you can listen to us on Spotify, yeah. iTunes, Anchor, Google Podcasts, basically any podcast Everything. out now. Everything. Everything, right. including Forge Radio. Yeah. So let's uh, turn off Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. <laughs> And uh, give me, give me, give me some information about the climate crisis, Emily Milne. Um, the climate crisis. Right, so should we start off with um, Extinction Rebellion? Yeah, Recently, so. uh, there's been some protests going on. A lot of protests, especially in London. Yes, in um, London particularly. Yeah, so Extinction Rebellion was actually only formed a year ago. Almost a year ago, exactly, actually. Halloween. Um, they were founded. Um, and... They're quite an extremist group, you can say. Um, yeah, they are. Sorry, I had your wrong mic on the whole time, <laughs> so you must have been really quiet there, so I apologise. Oh, I see, I thought it sounded yeah. weird. No, I thought you sounded a bit quiet, but it turns out I turned on the wrong mic, so that oh. was uh, another mistake by me. Wonderful. Uh, good lovely. start. Good show. start, good oh, well, start. It's fine. Um, but ex- only way is up. Uh, the only way is up, indeed. Um, recently, I saw on the news Extinction Rebellion tried to spray blood. All over the Treasury. Yeah. But... It went all over the road, didn't it? All over the streets. Yeah, the hose exploded and went all over the street. I think it was a lot of... A lot, yeah, a lot. It covered the the whole street. And then there's... It's quite controversial, I think. It's a very extremist approach and it's kind of... mm, What's the word I'm thinking of? It kind of contradicts what they stand for because something like that is, is... what, it's, it's kind, kind of, of vandalising. Yeah, I, I suppose a it's, it's place. called civil disobedience. Mm. And um, well, the most recent examples, you could, well, the best examples of civil disobedience you could show is um, people campaigning for a woman's vote mm. um, with the suffragettes, yeah. where they used to throw themselves in front of horses yeah. and stuff like that. Which yeah. you know, it's it, it gets the message out there, and they'll go on hunger strikes and stuff. So this is yeah. another form of civil disobedience. Yeah. And uh, I guess gluing yourselves to the London Underground isn't very helpful. No, and it's it's disrupting public transport and we- people getting to work. It is controversial, isn't it, because I understand what they're standing for. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a very extremist approach to something. And, and the thing with... with- Gluing yourself to the London Underground, things like public transport are supposed to be the solution, yeah. not the problem. Yeah, exactly. Particularly for the climate crisis. So, so it's kind of a contradiction in itself, a, a little bit. And, and, um, and they're just putting people off, I think. Yeah, also things like spraying the Treasury and, you know, vandalising the street, it's taxpayers' money that, clean, that pay to clean that up. Yes, it is, yeah. And, well... You could say stopping stationary traffic is surely just making more uh, emissions mm, yeah. because, uh, well, it's, it's wasting a lot of things. But more importantly, it does bring out the message. Yeah. And I don't want to keep going on and on and on at Extinction no, Rebellion. No, definitely not. But I don't think they're entirely 
No, it's um, yeah, it's definitely a controversial topic, isn't it? Yes, it is. Especially, it, it's very prominent in youth culture. Yeah. At the moment, and actually, I've got a story because um, a few weeks ago, when I first came back to uni, my friend had these Extinction Rebellion stickers, um, and I thought, oh, that's cool. Like, I'll stick it on my notebook. Um, just kind of thought because Extinction Rebellion are very very current and it's almost trendy to follow them isn't it and and climate change it's, it's almost kind of glamorized so I just thought oh that, that's that is quite cool a bit edgy I'll put it on my notebook <laughs> um and yeah purely because I'm around students every day and my social media is catered to what it thinks I want to see it's it's, it's an it's echo trendy. chamber yeah so I put it on my book didn't really think anything of it and then actually when I researched Extinction Rebellion and saw these protests and extremist um, approaches to is it putting you off it's it's kind of pissing me off and it, i think that's the thing is that people that young people are really influenced by others around them but actually like do your research and look into what you're what you're standing what you're for. standing for uh, the thing that really puts me off with extinction rebellion is um they kind of alienate their audience in a way yeah almost it's, um, it's becoming quite a middle class a mid- white yeah. middle class uh, dancing in front of broccoli. Lots of uh, like uh, contemporary dancing, and that, it's that, becoming quite an inclusive. It makes them seem insane. Yeah, it does. A it, normal it, person, <laughs> when they see that on the news, they turn off and they think I you're know. just not helping. You're becoming making it more I problematic. I don't want to be stagging off Extinction Rebellion. No, no, completely, because that sounds like what we're doing. We're just playing devil's advocate here, just to. We are, but, but at the same time, you can't completely agree with everything that no. their, their actions, for example, because. I mean, it is a bit extreme. And it to is. get people's attentions um, the extreme way, yes, it puts it into discourse, and that's why we're talking about it exactly, right now. They've yeah. made us talk about it. Yeah, so they're, but, doing the, they're, they're taking the right approach, I guess. But they're not. But because they're we're, talk, not. we're talking about the fact that they're dancing in front of broccoli rather than <laughs> climate, climate crisis and yeah. uh, the policy changes. Instead, we're talking about white middle-class people alienating yeah. everyone against the climate crisis, yeah. Yeah. which is uh, contradictory to what they stand for. Yeah. Um, and if you're, if you're trying to make a, a radical transition to sustainability, it requires contributions from all strands of environmentalism, especially well, working class. Well, what people. frustrates me the most is, is it seems to be these... Rich people who mm. are shoving this burden of climate change onto the working class, yeah. middle class people, yeah, it's a and and subject. we're yeah, we're left to deal with it. It's the same that applies to people in India and China in mm. developing economies. Yes, we can point blame at them for having industrial revolutions and creating a lot of carbon emissions, but yeah. the people who pumped that carbon into the atmosphere in the yeah. first place were us. Yeah, that's true. We started it. Yeah. So we've got to take responsibility of yeah, that Yeah, and situation. I think we do. Compared to a lot of countries and nations, we're, we're pretty good. But not good enough. They're not, well, I mean, not nearly good enough, but it almost it makes you think, are we actually helping at all? Because there are massive countries like India, like China, like America, yeah. that aren't really doing enough, that are creating, like, creating a lot of pollution. So it makes you feel like... You know what's the point in the small things? What's the point in me turning down a plastic straw? Like I'm not, I'm not going to save the world. I'm one person. Mm. But, then, but I think that's such a minuscule solution to what is a behemoth of a problem. Yeah. Like 
getting rid of plastic straws, whilst it's a good initiative, it's not enough. Like, no, it's not. It's, no. not uh, it's just one small example. Getting rid of plastic straws is realistically not going to do a whole lot to uh, the <laughs> no, environment. But it's a it start. needs something a bit more radical than that. Yeah. Getting rid of plastic straws should have happened like 20 years ago. <laughs> that should never have been, that should be the they should never have been introduced point. in the first we've place. Known That's about, the problem. Yeah, we've known about this issue for 30 years, and it's only now yeah. that it's become into the mainstream news, and that's mainly yeah. because of Greta Thunberg. Yeah, Greta. Um, she gets her critics. She does. We're going to cover that as well. Well, we are now. Are we now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and yeah. I think that she, well, personally, I feel like that she managed to bring what was a niche topic that everyone always brushed under the carpet, yeah. thinking, yeah, yeah, future de- generations will yeah. do that. Don't care about that right now. Yeah. Um, she's brought it to main discourse and created such a wonderful movement, in my yeah, opinion, with the climate strikes. She's 16 years old. With, and with she's single hard With Asperger's, and she's single-handedly handedly created this massive movement and initiative that people can really get behind, especially young people, which is so frustrating when older people are criticising her all the time and all the hate and abuse that she's getting online. It's vile. It's, it's absolutely vile. I think it's disgusting, especially people like... Jeremy Clarkson, Piers Morgan, Donald Trump, you know, going against her. I have a lot of things I could say about Mr. Trump. Oh, yeah, everyone does, everyone does. I mean, you can have your own point of view on climate change, Mm. um, but don't be a climate denier in uh, a position of power. Honestly, what what is that about? You can can think that the world is flat or whatever, just don't (laughs) put those people in power because then you don't get the policy to change it. Yeah, exactly, I know. Also, Uh, you can't have someone in such a powerful position denying something that is so important and so relevant and is clearly happening. It's a fact. Because people will believe him because, you know, people, some people will look up to him and think, well, that's, that's the president. Why, not believe, why would we not believe him? Isn't it mad how <laughs> people th- look to science for everything else, but when it comes to climate change, they're like, oh, no, Ooh, no, 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 sorry. Fake news, fake news, no, no, <laughs> no, that doesn't exist. Alarmist <laughs> behaviour, go away yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, when there are graphs from the Met Office, NASA, anyone that you can look at, yeah. all these scientific bodies, but no, yeah, it doesn't exist. Put it away because it goes against my economic growth yeah. for the oil companies <laughs> that are lobbying people like Trump. Mm-hmm. It makes you think, oh, is there an ulterior motive here? Hmm, who are you funded by? Oh, mm-hmm. BP, yeah. all these gas and oil put companies. Yeah. Oh, it makes sense now. That's why you want to leave yeah. the Paris Accord and Agreement uh, that is on, the only legislative uh, or agreement mm. that it is, or exists on climate change. It's yeah. been such a big issue for the last 30 Talking years. Talking about BP, there was an Extinction Rebellion protest today about BP. Really? With uh, some, some nude some nude. <laughs> nude bodies being covered in oil oh, in some museum. Um, uh, well, I think that's a better protest it's than... It's a bit more um, subtle. It's, it's better than dancing at a broccoli. <laughs> yeah, it's more effective, in my opinion. Or covering yeah, because the treasury it, in fake blood. I, I think covering the treasury in fake blood is a pretty good example of a protest, in my opinion. I think that was fine. But yeah, but it's the fact that it went all over the street and then... Yeah, that was a bit of and a, then, a muck-up, a And blunder. then taxpayers' money goes towards cleaning that up. I think it's just a complete contradiction of what they stand for. Yeah, Oh, but not enough taxpayers' money is going towards the right things in regards yeah, to true. climate change. I don't think policy goes as far enough. Uh, for some reason, we're, we've set ourselves a target to go net zero carbon emissions by 2050. 
yet we haven't got a plan. That's almost <laughs> impossible as well. And if even by even if we want to get net zero by twenty twenty five, that's not. We'd have happen. to. I mean, it's not going to happen. But we'd have to have flying scrapped thirty eight million uh, petrol slash diesel cars removed from roads and twenty six million gas boilers disconnected in six within six years. Like it's just impossible to expect that i think well the the primary source of electricity for the united kingdom is gas Mm. um i think part of the solution is probably investing in more solar and wind uh famous quote from donald trump wind (laughs) turbines give you cancer give birds cancer (laughs) he He, he genuinely said that oh my god wind and to counter climate crises such as hurricanes Mm. let's nuke them Oh, God. He genuinely said that <laughs> in a Washington, in a White House meeting. He's unbelievable, isn't he? This guy is is one of the most powerful men in the world, yeah. and he's saying stuff like, it's, uh, "It's scary. It's really scary what our world is coming to, isn't it?" It gives the birds cancer. And <laughs> um, I want to go back to Greta. He Thinberg. may have said that allegedly, mm. just to cover my back, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> no defamation. No. <laughs> um, going back to Greta. Thunberg. Um I just want to talk about the controversy mm-hmm. kind of surrounding her because people do have very strong opinions on her and people think that she's almost too dramatic sometimes. I suppose. And is, is scaring youths into... But it is a scary subject. It is a scary subject. I'm but sorry if it doesn't please anyone's anyone's appetite or <laughs> or market growth or money-wise, but yeah. at the end of the day, we are in a really, really terrible situation yeah. which can be prevented now if we take immediate action. Mm. And that's what is trying to provoke immediate action. And if you don't like that and want to put your fingers in your ears and sing la-la-la, <laughs> like, we're just going to get into this hole and dig worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And, um, and that's the issue. Mm. Uh, and what, what kind of horrible things have been said to um, well, Piers Morgan said that she's a vulnerable young drama queen who should go back to school and stop terrifying generations of kids. Um, but? But then he said, but President Trump should stop mocking her and start listening because climate change is real, which is just a contradiction in itself because... Well, stop whining about climate change, but get on with climate change. Yeah, what are you trying to say there? You're mocking her, but then telling... Donald Trump to listen to her, that doesn't really make any sense. I think, I think the, the thing with Piers Morgan, he tries to be take the controversial angle. Yeah, he does. And gets people like you and I to react to it. Yeah, and here we are, the suckers that play along. Effective. Um, Jeremy Clarkson also piped up, of course he did, um, saying, how dare you stand there and lecture us, you spoilt brat. Which is just horrible. Jeremy Clarkson and Piers Morgan are, they, you know, they have their moments that they can be funny, They, but then also... Why would you comment that? Why would you say that about a 16-year-old girl who is only doing good? Like they, they have such powerful platforms, such influential voices, and people are listening to what they're saying. And I just think it's ridiculous that you'd comment that sort of thing when she all she's trying to do is a good thing. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And I, I think, well, she practices what she preaches. Yeah, she it took does. her 14 days to go to New York for a UN summit, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, in regards to climate change, where you get that brilliant fo- video of uh, her face down at Donald Trump. That's that's so funny. That's my, one of my favorite videos. Something straight out of this sitcom. Yeah, she looks so angry. Love I think it. that's a, a face love of it. a nation. Yeah, that is. It really is, and I love it. Of a generation, really, I should yeah. say, uh, particularly our generation. Yeah, we're very much. Yeah, anti- I just I think that 
a lot of older people are too ignorant to have a young person with such an influential voice tell them how it is. Well, put it this way, older people may have the outlook of it doesn't directly affect me, so why should I care? Yeah. And You should care. You got us in this situation. Because everyone... Well, it's... They did. They got us in the situation. Know, they pumped the yeah, coal but in. Who's they? Like that's. I, I think there should have been systematic changes starting in the nineties when we first found out about climate change. Yeah. Uh, we should have phased out coal and gas and moved to more solar and wind alternatives by yeah. offering subsidies to those companies yeah. to promote and stimulate market growth. And but that it's, would... it's, it's easier said than done, though, yes. isn't it? With these yeah. massive industries, but all the money incorporated, like, it's so difficult. To... But with solar power, the more that it's developed, the more efficient it becomes. The more mm. efficient it becomes, the cheaper it becomes. Yeah. So then people like you and I, mm. when, when it comes to purchasing a house, yeah. for example, new houses should automatically have solar panels put on them. Yeah. That should be a policy. Yeah. Just to get more and more people off the national grid, it's, it saves a strain, but obviously it all revolves back to money. Mm. Now, speaking about money, the effects of climate change can really, really damage government economies in the future. And if we don't act now then there's going to be a lot of uh, catastrophe. And this may seem alarmist, but when mm. the facts are in your face, it, it can't help but be terrified by this. Um, but what we will see if we don't change now, uh, currently a lot of studies have concluded that the temperatures that rises we are likely to see by 2100 mm-hmm. are a degree rise, which is the best case scenario. Yeah. Or a 5.4 degree Celsius rise as a worst case scenario. Now, our current carbon emissions currently follow the path of the worst case scenario. So, if we go as we are, yeah. now 5.4 degrees seems to be quite a massive impact. It's quite drastic. We will start to see things like. By 2050, cities in India and the Middle East will be too hot because of the temperature and humidity for people to go outside. We'll start to see climate refugees between 200 200 million Mm. to a billion, and that's the UN's figures, Um, and they will be coming to countries like the United Kingdom, which is a bit more of a milder climate, although it will become hotter. Yeah, it might be good for our tourism economy. It it may be, but uh, at the same time, (laughs) I I tell you what, the the global economy won't be be appreciative of that because government policy right now isn't isn't radical enough. And whilst it doesn't seem to apply to your own capital interest right now, Mm -hmm. it certainly will in the future because I tell you right now, $600 trillion of climate damage could be caused by the end of the century and that is double the worth of the world economy today and and you are going to lower global gdp by 20 to 30 yeah. percent if climate change continues which is twice as bad as the great depression yeah. so to say that we shouldn't be immediate and alarmist yeah. by this is it, it, is pretty it's pretty it, ignorant yeah it's completely ignorant and i think it's so frustrating that this is this is such an important and crucial issue that we have to face. Yet, still, what's the what's the main topic that everyone's talking about day in day out? The news is covering twenty four seven. Brexit. The the horrible word. <laughs> Our favourite word. No, the uh, worst word. <laughs> the worst word. The, the word I'm not allowed to talk about for 
Because we'd um, just be here for hours. Yeah, we've, <laughs> we've had a lot of heated debates. But, I think um, I've worn you down with that discussion many a time. <laughs> yeah, but it's just so frustrating because it's such a pressing issue well, it's, it, and it just feels like it's being pushed into the background, doesn't it? It's not, it doesn't feel like... Well, let's, let's just mention Brexit for one second, <laughs> as much as you hate it. It sucks up the oxygen of any other issue like this. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to give any solutions to that issue, no, i.e. Brexit, <laughs> because uh, you particularly don't want to hear it, and we all have our own point of views, but stuff like that is a distraction yeah. to what can be done in what is a global crisis. Yeah. Um, and gov- government policy right now isn't radical enough, no, whether that not. be the current government in control or the opposition party. I mean... I think they are taking more of an impact in it, but there was a climate... Especially more, more so than other countries. Yes, um, but... We did, we did vote on a... What? We voted on a cl- declaring a climate emergency, yeah, yeah. yet no tar- nothing's happened, nothing's since, happened as a consequence of that, yeah. and that's because of the current government not taking radical enough policies on that. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, well, I, I mentioned the Paris Agreement, <laughs> Donald Trump pulling out of it, for one. Yeah. It doesn't help. <laughs> one of the not. biggest contributors to climate change. And one of the most influential people in the world. Yeah, the, I, it's, it's just insane. I mean, they'll happily point the blame at China, who I believe contribute about 30% yeah. of climate admissions uh, globally. Yeah. And that is because they're currently going through an industrial revolution, yeah. uh, particularly with concrete. Um, and we can't turn around and say, oh, China, 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 why are you doing this when we've mm. done the exact same thing? Um, but a country like China... It's, it, you can't compare us to them because it just makes you... It makes me feel like there's nothing I can do to but, help. But a country like China can all of a sudden turn around because they are led by a dictator, yeah. being Xi Jinping. Mm. He can turn around and say, right, renewables, we're going to do this, that and the other once their industrial revolution is over. Yeah. They can seek renewable resources but, if they care enough about but it. But realistically, realistically, is that going to happen? No but, no, but if he was to say that, that yeah. change would be enforced straight away, whereas here it would go back and forth through legislation. As we all know, back and forth and back, back and, and forth, forth. Back and forth, back and so forth, back and forth. Dog it down, dog it down till you're bored out your mind yeah. and it really has little effect. Yeah. But um, I, I highly doubt that, doubt that China would ever take action on something like that. And that's another thing that... It would be a surprise. ...is so frustrating is that no matter what you do, you can't help but think, um, are the little things that I'm doing actually contributing towards this at all? Yeah. When you see countries like that... It's insane. ...doing what they're doing, it's, it's really difficult. It's a really difficult situation. Um, I mean... I which mean, makes you think that how, how far do you take it? How far... How much can you actually do? Yeah, but there is, is, is solutions and ideas that are, uh, are going to come to the forefront, and we'll get yeah. onto that later on. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I think the point is we need to, as a country, take a lead on this. Yeah. I mean, with the little respect that we have from everyone else with what's been going on over the last couple <laughs> of years, um, yeah. we we need to take a, 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 lead, a lead in the stand because we are. It could be how we we creep our way. We back creep into our it. way back into it by taking a leap. <laughs> Yeah. Of, of faith, as as you would do something it, good and do something good and, and and take a stand on on this climate crisis because it is a crisis. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, climate change is real, and we are seeing the effects of it na- now. Yeah. Right now, last year we had a a heat wave that occurred in July. It yeah, was lovely. It was, it was lovely. Obviously, it's very nice, but it's worrying. 
A heat wave like that was caused 30 times more likely because of the temperature increase over the last decade. Really? Um, and we are seeing the effects of climate change happen right now, particularly yeah. wildfires in California. Now, yeah, in, um, in, in L.A.? Yeah, in L.A. And, and the, uh, the thing to do with, as temperatures rise, there will be more rain, which means more growth, which oh. means more fire. Liam's full of the facts tonight. Yes. I've done a bit research. of research. So more fire because there will be more plants to burn. And eventually, well... No one's ever stopped a wildfire. They've only contained it. You yeah. can't stop a wildfire. It yeah. will just keep burning until it burns out. And there's going to be a point where the air is too hot that it would just literally a twig could just set mm. it off. Well, it's such an awful thought. It is. And and these are our supposed lungs of earth. Mm-hmm. The trees that are supposed to save us yeah. um, could be effectively destroyed because of the heat that we are creating. Yeah. It is quite an extremist view to take, though. However. It is, but it is an extreme subject, and it has extreme consequences. It is, but then there's this sub, there's this topic of oh, are people being too dramatic? Is this actually going to happen? How long do we actually have? There's a lot of people out there who think that, you know, the youths especially uh, are so dramatic and oh, this is too much. Uh, like I that? said, putting your fingers in your ears and brushing it under the carpet isn't mm. going to solve any solutions. You're just making the problem much worse and mm-hmm. much more expensive in the future. If you tackle it now, mm. it will be cheaper. Yeah, it's just taking that full, that first step, isn't it? No one wants it to is, do it. it is. Um, I mean, there are some companies out there trying to make a first step, Elon Musk being one of them with quite a few different yeah. companies. Um, he's got Tesla, which yeah. continuously he's shown that if you... It, basically, it's skimming the market. So he yeah. sets up a high-range model. Yeah. Uh, f- for example, his first Tesla car would have been a sports car. He sells them at a premium range, gets the money and revenue of that, then reinvests into making the batteries cheaper and more efficient. Yeah. And then he works his way down to lower ranges so it can eventually be cheaper for the end consumer, which is the general public and mass market. Yeah, we'll definitely be seeing a lot more electric cars yeah, in and the following years. And even now, actually, even just getting Ubers, and a lot of them are electric <sighs> cars now. Yeah, well, I think that public transport should be free. Free? Free. Bus transport should be free. How, how do you suppose that Because you subsidise you subsidize the bus companies and you make bus tickets free for particularly younger people. That prevents you from then getting a car, having to get a car, which is more emissions... Because public transport reduces emissions, and the, you see these more eco-friendly buses. But it's uh, all—it's all money, isn't it? Like, it is. How do you suppose this actually would happen? Like, it's all money on top of money. But how much money? Will, how much more money will we be spending in the future? Well, he this knows. is tiny compared to how much we'll be spending. Yeah, but in the all of the buses subs- in the UK that, put, it's put a an lot emissions of money. fee on um, oil companies. So, uh, to cut cut tax. Well, you can increase taxes for richer people. Oh, here we go. Yeah, here we here go. We here go. we go. We can we can increase the taxes for the most wealthiest to help subsidise those prices for the poorest who are left with the burden of climate change, and that's how you solve the climate crisis, <laughs> in my opinion. And there's other solutions that you could um, do to stimulate market growth. For example, you can offer subsidies to electrical alternatives and more econo- econo- eco-friendly uh, alternatives, uh, and that will stimulate market growth, and it will increase more jobs as well. 
Mm. So you either have that or you have uh, one billion refugees coming to your doorstep. <laughs> More refugees. More refugees. And, and there's, that's a whole discussion on its own. And yeah, it is. They get a lot of slack. But there, there's more climate refugees, more and more, as, as, as the time goes on. Yeah. Uh, as it hits half past six, should we take a little bit of a break? Yeah, I think a we break? need a breather. Need a little I bit of a... you do. You've I done most of the a... talking, to be honest. What was a... A very intense first half of the show where Liam basically took the stage because he loves the sound of his own voice. <laughs> so now you can take the stage and uh, love the sound of your own voice. Thank you very much. I hit the hard-hitting facts so you can be a bit more light-hearted. A bit more niche. A bit more niche. <laughs> Exciting stuff. Right, come on, give me some more excitement. Relatable. I'm going to relate me... to the people. Yes, go on. <laughs> Do go on. Um, yeah, so basically I want to cover kind of glamorisation of environmental protests and just climate change in general, I think. It's a massively youth-supported um, organisation. Well, not organisation, but it's a movement. topic. Movement, yeah. Um, and I just think there's a lot of hypocrisy. Not, not enough practising what you preach. Exactly. There's a lot, and, and I'm guilty of this myself, yes, sharing, things so on, sharing things online and, you know, coming across all environmentally friendly, but then also now and again chucking a plastic bottle. Or wasting in, food. In the, the black bin. And, like, yeah, wasting food, things like that, using plastic when I really don't need it. Keeping Buying lights on. Buying new clothes all the time, keeping lights on. We're all Amy guilty Brown, of it. <laughs> Liam, she's getting <laughs> so annoyed. <laughs> Second name drop. <laughs> um, yeah, so a lot of... Students especially share, can share a lot on social media about climate change, but do they actually practice yeah. what they preach at home and actually care? Because I know we're all guilty of it, so if you can relate to that. We need to be a bit more consistent, don't we? Yeah, we do. Um, and I think that's the problem with social media, to be honest, is that you can create this whole fake persona, persona yeah. of, of you're this like worldly person who, who believes in this and believes in that, but actually you don't know what people are doing at home. Um, and I think sometimes social media can make you feel bad that you're not doing enough because people will be, you know, promoting that they're this really environmentally friendly person, but actually at home they're not doing anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's quite a lot of pressure, I think, for younger generations especially. Um, I know I feel it sometimes. It is a lot of, there's a weight of expectation. Yeah, there is. And it's all put to the, the younger the young generation, which has been shunned by the uh, big boys in uh, in government and yeah. power, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, what what kind of efforts do you make um, to? Well, what kind of things <laughs> have you done to? I, I saw your face just absolutely <laughs> drop there. I've dropped you in it here. I use metal straws. Well done. <laughs> I just try not to use as much plastic. Hashtag save the turtles. Yeah, I've tried not to buy as much as many clothes recently. They had that whole movement in September where you where you have to stop buying, purchasing new clothes. And I think it, like, it's called fast fashion. Yeah, fast fashion, fast fashion, fast, fast fashion. Fast fashion. It's, yeah. it's pretty bad for the climate crisis. Yeah, it is. Um, and actually, there was a Stacey Dooley documentary about fast fashion. Yeah, I've heard about that. And that was really interesting. Actually, you should all go go watch that because that's actually very insightful and really makes you rethink everything that you're doing because. It's so easy to just go out to Primark and spend like a five or on a top or something like that, but you're not thinking about the where bigger picture, from. where it comes from, the effort that's gone into making that, 
how much people slave over things like that. It's really disgusting when you go into the real And allegedly archives. there are child slaves that do that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Allegedly. Alleged- allegedly. Before I get sued. <laughs> Again. Um, so, yeah, I think things like if you need a new coat, uh, go to charity shops. I went to a, I went to a thrift store <laughs> and got a new a, a coat for myself because it's freezing in Sheffield. I got this jumper from a charity shop. Yeah, exactly. Things like that, I think... Just small steps, but are really crucial. Like you don't need to be spending forty, fifty quid on something brand new in Topshop when there's perfectly good clothes in thrift stores, charity shops that are far cheaper. So it's good for a student. It's becoming trendy as well. Yeah, it is definitely trendy. There's loads of thrift stores in Sheffield, and, and even and really good clothes as well. Even companies like Depop. Yeah, Depop's great. Yeah. Although the online, no, online the shopping fine. things like. Because, mm, because yeah, but getting it shipped, things like that, you know, yeah. it all costs money. It all, it's all petrol. But how even, do, how do you online, get to your shops? Well, yeah, I would walk. I would walk, but some people might drive there. Yeah. Or get a bus. Yeah, that's true. It's all. It's just a vicious circle, isn't it? It is. Especially things like ordering online from. Well, everyone has China. a carbon footprint, whether you like it or not. Yeah, but things like ordering stuff from China is just ridiculous because it. it, it comes from so far that the amount of fuels and gases that are let off from that kind of purchase is just crazy stuff. I reckon, so I reckon avoiding, I'm carbon neutral now. You think you're carbon neutral? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. I don't think you are. I reckon I am. You went on a plane in the summer. Yeah, but how many trees has Ecosia planted for me? Oh my gosh. So this search engine called Ecosia, basically every time you search... Um, or like every 45 searches, they, they plant yeah. a tree for you. So I Googled it in terms of, oh, how many trees do I need to plant before I'm carbon neutral? And I think it's like 45 trees a year, and I planted 850. So yeah, I'm but how do, you know, how do you know that they're actually telling the truth? Because they show me the finance reports. Yeah, but you don't know that's true. You can't, Why would they you lie? Can't trust, you can't trust anything these days, Liam. You've got to have a cynical... Why are you becoming cynical Donald Trump all of a sudden going... <laughs> That is fake news. <laughs> no, that seems too good to be true. Fake Just news. Just because you planted some online trees doesn't mean you're carbon neutral. I am. No, you're definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a rash statement of you to make. <laughs> I don't need to do anything now. I've planted my 850 trees. <laughs> well, you're such a good human. <laughs> I think things like eating less red meat as well. Yeah, I'm trying to, I've definitely cut down my meat intake. Cows produce a lot of methane. Methane, yes. And methane is a heavier yeah. gas than carbon dioxide. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is also another thing that is really good about youth culture is the, I think, people's diets. Please don't tell me veganism. Well, I mean, it's, it's a good thing. It's good for the environment. I don't care that you're a vegan. I'm not a vegan. I know, I know, but I don't I care that you, ask, vegan. that you ask for milk alternatives when you buy your coffee. <laughs> yeah, but it's good for the environment, and I think it's, you know, it's bringing a lot of awareness, and especially a lot of youths are vegetarian, vegan, or don't drink milk. Or fakeitarians. Yeah, flexitarians. Fakeitarians. <laughs> Whatever you are, even just cutting out a little bit of red meat a week, even like, it's I actually can't remember the last time I ate red meat. Neither. I like. Uh, I've, I. It's expensive as it is. Meat's expensive. Um. So for a student, anyway. Yeah. It's kind of practical to just not eat it. I've hardly eaten any, to be honest, since coming back to uni. One good thing and I, I don't did really see. notice the difference. Yeah. And one good good thing I have seen is that um, 
places like Morrison's, for example, have mm. removed single-use plastic yeah. as well. Yeah. Which the ironic thing is, plastic bags were invented to stop trees from getting cut down, but <laughs> yeah. in turn they're now polluting the environment yeah. like the ocean. And I think the ocean has... Well, the ocean will become more acidic because of it and as a result of heat change yeah. as well, um, which poor, is damaging for the ecosystem. Our poor little ocean. When you went to Australia, Suffering. did you see the Great Barrier Reef? No, I didn't go to the Great Barrier Reef. I wish I did. Unlucky, because it would be dead by the time you oh, go back God, there. That's, that's so horrible. <laughs> it is. It's practically white yeah, now. I know. It's bleached. It's, it's, it's so sad. It's uh, Especially seeing pictures from years ago where it just looked incredible, like the best underwater eco- ecosystem and it's just being destroyed. It's, it's horrible. Should have gone there while she could. <laughs> yeah, I should have. Just give me, it gives me an excuse to go back. It use does. all that Use all that fuel to get to Australia. And wow, that long haul flight. <laughs> yeah, You're exactly. the one that's killing Complete it. Complete contradiction, aren't we? We're all, we're all contradictory, all youths and adults, because yeah. we'll say that we're doing enough, but actually if you really wanted to help and cut out, you know. It's on the government. <laughs> it's all on the government. Or the engineers. <laughs> it's all Make the government's planes. fault. Make more efficient planes, please. Dan Green. Yeah. Yeah, space engineer. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Dan. <laughs> we've we've done so much name dropping already, and and this show is only two. People are going to start requesting. Uh, well, that's not going to happen, <laughs> unfortunately. After we're such a huge success. I know. I know. Lucky us. We're big time now. Yeah, big time. Too Got big Instagram for our boots. and everything. Uh, what's the Instagram? Mer and Lerm. Isn't it Mer underscore and underscore Lerm? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I didn't think you were going to go into full detail. But, but why they've not? got to find it. That's true. And and you can see our lovely faces that are meant, <laughs> destined for TV. Yeah, but this is just a, a part-time thing. We're just waiting to, to get to the big leagues. <laughs> you wish. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Before we uh, get off track there, have you got anything else on uh, glamorisation? Oh. The fashionization of climate change. I just think if you're, if you're genuinely interested in helping and like, have an interest in climate change, then absolutely go for it. Like Share as much as you can on social media. It's so important to get messages out there. If you see an interesting article, share it. There's no shame in that, but practice what you preach because it's so frustrating. Sometimes it's difficult, though, when is, the options oh, aren't yeah, available. It's really difficult, especially when you see other people around you not doing anything to help and you're sat there thinking, oh, what's the point in me helping if no one else is going to do it? Um, I think, yeah, just practice what you preach. Don't don't be a fake well, it's like you climate said, change protester. Like, Actually do stuff. Yeah, and it's like you said before, oh, you just took a, a flight to wherever you went on holiday and stuff. Mm. Where's the alternatives? Yeah. Those, are, those alternatives... <laughs> Could have gone on a boat there. <laughs> yeah. That's so easily accessible. Accessible. Ugh. Yeah. I, uh, wish, I wish you would uh, advise that to me now. No. God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Why don't I think of that? I should have got a boat <laughs> to Czech Republic that is, by the way, landlocked. Yeah. Should have. Or got a train. It would have taken, like, a few days. But even trains, like, everything... No, trains are good. If you electrify... A lot of them are electrified now. I but say a lot. Have you seen the trains that go from Sheffield to Doncaster? Yeah. They are literally, like... Oh, they are bus. awful. They are the worst thing They just the let off these massive gas clouds and this They're black disgusting. And the musk seats. And it, the oh, seats are it's disgusting. Awful. It, you, you, could, you just look at it and know that it's just polluting... 
the area. Ugh, grim. I don't even <laughs> want to think about it, to be honest Because that, that's the, my mode of transport home. I know, me too. What a polluted... Uh, oh, well, not me too, actually. Oh, yeah. oh, me too. <laughs> you go down south. Mm. So do I. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> you go actual down south. <laughs> I go to the Midlands. Yeah. Um, I don't think... You don't think what? What? Anything else? <laughs> you have anything else to say about? Well, we could talk I'm tired. about. It's Monday. It is Monday. It's been a long day, to be fair. We've it has. Talk... we had a lot of we we debated a lot today. I think we used up far too much energy on during Brexit. the day. Yeah, we had a massive discussion earlier, and it's just never a good idea to get in an argument with who? With Liam Warden because he's so stubborn. I'm close-minded. I'm not close-minded. <laughs> I could argue about this in the next 15 minutes on how I am not close-minded. Um, but, do you, but he is. Do you, what, do you have any... Well, I think we've already talked about ideas, to be honest. Um, in, in terms of... I'll, I'll, I'll give you this, this, this thing that's quite ironic, actually. So we've, mm. we've said that red meat causes... Uh, is a big factor to climate yeah. contribution, and uh, especially with global warming. Mm. Uh, there was this, there's this tick in America that's being widespread to livestock, um, mm. particularly in southern uh, North America, mm-hmm. uh, in the southern, southern, North America. southern states, like <laughs> Texas and all of that places, and it's moving further up north yeah. because it's getting warmer. Yeah. And this tick essentially has something in it, I don't know what it's called, um, which if you eat it, because it bites the uh, sheep or lamb or, well, that's the same thing. Uh, or sheep or the lamb. Sheep or lamb, <laughs> cow meat or whatever, right? When have you eaten a sheep? <laughs> I've eaten a sheep. See? It's lamb. Yeah, but a lamb, not a sheep. Lamb is sheep, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not a, a lamb's a baby sheep. We eat babies? Yeah. A really? Lamb. It's a lamb, Liam. I thought lamb was just another word for no. sheep. Food sheep. A lamb, Foodie baby sheep. lamb. Why do we eat baby lambs? It's monsters. Um, <laughs> but it's so good. Anyway, going back to this tick. So it, it lives on these livestock or what have you, and then humans go on to process it and eat it, particularly in America, and it makes you allergic to red meat. Oh, that's quite handy. <laughs> so, Sorry, everyone, I've got a cough. The climate crisis... <laughs> is solving itself with the red meat front by making you allergic to meat. Hey, good job, America. <laughs> good job, America, for being so... Pass it on. <laughs> so meat-heavy. Yeah, things like meat, I w- I, in an ideal world, I would like to give it up because I don't think it's a necessary part of your diet. But I, it's really hard. It's really I'm hard. from a very meaty family and I, I really enjoy... A meaty family. <laughs> I really enjoy eating meat. So I am trying to cut down. Yeah, and drop your burgers. <laughs> Yeah, to be honest, I I don't actually I don't I think I could live without red meat. To be honest, so, um, it's things like chicken and bacon. Yeah, but chicken chicken actually doesn't contribute that much. No, that's true. Which is good. So maybe I should just cut out red meat. Yeah. But beef? Oh, I can't think about it because it <laughs> steak. Oh, steak. Yeah. <laughs> now we. But I think you could. Food but, envy. but you can realistically you can live without it. So it's not. Isn't we're not telling you to cut out because I don't think I could, but. Um, just cutting down, you know. But it's like we will have mess. solutions like plant-based food. For example, Greg's sausage roll that Piers Morgan likes to spit out into buckets. Yeah. Why? Uh, again, why is someone with such an influential influential platform doing stuff like that? It's just stupid. I don't. It, I can't get my head around it. Like, why would you do that? Because you, 
you don't realise how many people you're influencing when you do things like that. And if someone like Kim's doing it, people will look up to him and think, oh, well, that's a guy, I can do that too. Which is fine, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But he's, he's deliberately going against a movement that is only trying to help the world. Yeah, it is. And yet he says he supports it. Yeah. It's oh, like how, he's how, so frustrating. It, it, that is the conundrum that we have with climate change, I'm afraid. Like, people will happily say, yeah, I support it, but yeah. not doing anything about it. Yeah. And we're all guilty of it. Yeah, completely. We all contradict ourselves all the time. We're all gu- I know guilty I do. of it. <laughs> yes, so do I. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, well, that covers a little bit of food. I mean, we could, we could talk a little bit more about food. I know that you had a quote about George Monbiot. He's a very uh, outspoken yeah. person. That wasn't about food, though. Yes, well, anyway. <laughs> that was back to Extinction Rebellion. Well, it wasn't back to Extinction Rebellion, because George Monbiot, I had to do a bit of research for oh, him. Oh, yeah. Um, when I had work experience at Channel yeah, 4 News. Um, working with Kathy Newman on a story about climate change, actually, about the food industry and mm. agricultural industry, and about what they should do in terms of, uh, well, cutting down on their meat production um, and this whole supply and demand argument. Yeah. Now, George Monbiot has some wacky uh, alternatives. We Does he? Put it for the, the, like what? Basically, food made out of thin air. Huh? It's kind of like protein. Elaborate? It's like protein based food or something like that, which you genetically. Oh. Mo- I don't know. It sounds yummy. Yeah. That's the thing is, a lot of this stuff I'm skeptical about because a lot of the corn and meat alternatives and stuff are produced in petri dishes and labs. And stuff like that, and it kind of it kind of freaks me out, and it makes me question it. I don't know. What's the most unhealthiest thing you eat then? You go to McDonald's. The most don't unhealthiest. You? Thing. you go to you go to McDonald's, don't you? Have uh, you gone to America? Not, not very regular. You, you have McDonald's gone to America, haven't you? Yeah. You've eaten food in America. Oh my god, the America, the, the food in America. The is food regulations vile, there is is disgusting. Yeah. So if you support Brexit, <laughs> gonna get all that chlorinated chicken. <laughs> Enjoy that trade deal from Mr. Trump. <laughs> um, but yeah, actually, the food in America was. I think my family and I were so ready to come home and just eat some vegetables. Yeah. Because you go into into Walmart and all of these massive superstores, and it's they're just stacks of like packaged food. So there's so much there. plastic. The salt is in, insane. Even if you get a salad, that the amount of salt that's on that is just oh, it's just vile. Portions and after a while, as well. the portions are insane. You come, you get a steak, and it comes with mash and chips. No one needs that. Oh, my God. By the end of it, we were all so ready to come home and just eat some healthy food. And it does make you appreciate the supermarkets here. Is it bad that you're making me hungry? Yeah, that shouldn't make you hungry. That should put you off food. That's that's making me feel sick thinking about it. You mentioned, like, fries and meat. (laughs) Mash. Mash. (laughs) I had mash yesterday. I love... Honestly, I just love potatoes so much. But that's going off on a tangent, but I love potatoes. Tangent City here. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, that pretty much covers a lot of the climate change. So we've gone, uh, gone up and down there. Up and There's down lots there. of random stuff we've covered. Have fun digesting that, but I'm afraid we're not scientists yeah. or experts <laughs> in the field. We're just journalists yes. trying to field our point of view. Yeah. And uh, hopefully that wasn't too much of a draining Yeah, especially episode. the first half. <laughs> I did try and lots of facts down. and Lots of facts and figures to take in there. But it's, it's interesting stuff and it's things that people should know. Hopefully we kept it a little bit light-hearted as well. Yeah, I think um, after... After playing the song and having a discussion, we're like, yeah, maybe we should just uh, tear it up a bit. <laughs> let's, let's bring up the mood. <laughs> bring let's, up the energy. Let's the whole 
oh, we're going to die. We're going to die. That's the, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, that's the controversial um, topic that's going on at the moment is people think that <sighs> we're being so dramatic and taking extreme we're all, views. Civilization won't collapse, but... We're not going to die, like, all of a sudden. Unless we make changes. But we do need... We, realistically, we Our do need Our priorities are and all wrong. And we need wrong. influential people yeah. who are at the like top Greta. of their game. Like Greta, yeah. Absolutely, I think she's incredible. Less of this white middle class dancing over broccolis. Yeah, yes, absolutely. And that's another thing that um, George... Mon- How do you say his name? Monbiot. Monbiot. Um, he's a Guardian col- columnist, isn't yep. he? He said that Extinction Rebellion is too white and too middle class. I would agree with him there. Um... And I think that yeah. pretty much covers the climate crisis right there. Kind of does. Um, we're getting we're getting to the end of the show. Yeah, we are right now. So if you are, if you did enjoy, follow our Instagrams. <laughs> yeah. And also find us on Spotify, iTunes. Yeah, and, and send all the in send up. in any ideas, things that you want us to cover. We might try getting some interviews in soon. Um, yeah. Next week is uh, going to be a Halloween special. Spooky. Um, and I can't wait for the Halloween special. I, I hope you come dressed up for the audio listeners that can see yeah, you. you can see us. None. <laughs> um, but that will be a fun. And we'll have some fun music there if you are tuning in. Yeah, on we'll have a bit radio. more music next week. I think. Uh, yeah, so if, if next week's a bit more. I might leave the music in on Spotify and hope that the copyright doesn't, doesn't kill me. It's a bit of a risk. Yeah, but it's not monetized, so it's fine. Risky. It's fine. It's not monetized, but it's been... It's been Lerm, and it's been... It's been Murr. Thank uh, you very much for listening to <laughs> us again. 